Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of Star Sound Speaks. This is your host, Irliana Samsara. So, episode 120, we're going to talk today about the full moon in Aquarius, which happened in Aquarius. Yes, it is Aquarius, right? For a second, my mind went choo choo. <laughs> yes, the full moon is in Aquarius at the final degrees. This is our second um, Aquarius uh, full moon. Um, so, very interesting, a lot of action. Um, so I'm going to talk about that, and I'm also going to talk about Uranus retrograde and where this will show up in your house, in, in what part of your chart this will show up, and we'll walk through Zodiac and give you some good stuff to move forward with there. So here we go. Okay, this is obviously a very full, full moon. You know, a few weeks ago when I was looking at the, the chart, I thought, wow, you know, something big involving the US and military and uh, people, uh, you know, just why is this, especially the US, because this new moon at 29 degrees of Aquarius is conjunct, the USA moon is like 28 Aquarius. So, and it's conjunct Jupiter, the planet, it's a benefic planet and it's brings blessing and things. So, the, and it's also about international. So. I think about what is happening now with Afghanistan, um, my prayers. I am offering this podcast as a prayer for the people of Afghanistan and all the people who are fleeing, praying for their safety, uh, praying for their well-being, praying for the highest divine truth. And I would just say before I move forward with this, you know, we're at a very urgent time and you know, I, I want everybody to really think about what is happening there. Um, this is obviously, well, it's a, hum a huge humanitarian issue, no doubt. Um, and the astrology there is pointing to some very serious situations, but I see a lot of hope. And when I, in meditation in the last few days in, in, in tuning in on, on the situation, I, I keep, as much as it's looking dire, I see also that ultimately good will come out of this. So I'm not being, you know, just, you know, sugarcoating this. It's obviously a very serious situation. We all know that. But um, I really feel that um, it depends on how we hold this in our consciousness. And I would say, too, that perhaps we could also see this on, that's the collective, you know, the situation in Afghanistan. But, you know, how do we look at all those intense planetary energies and how can we translate that for ourselves? So I'll, I'll try to address that as well. Anyway, the full moon, 29 degrees of Aquarius, opposing the sun, a full moon, things coming to fruition. The sun in Leo being the, the most, um, by the way, this happens on Sunday uh, morning, depending on your time zone. You know, it, um, it would be around eight o'clock, 8.02, I think, 8.01, 8.02 a.m. Uh, Eastern New York time. So just adjust accordingly. Um, but things coming to a head, the sun represents our will, our divine creative impulse, our, our passion, our bravery, our courage, our will, our divine will, the, the individualized self, right? And in the opposition in a full moon, it's like, it's like saying, okay, you know, where, what needs to be, uh, what needs to, how can this bear the best fruit is that we think about others and we don't just indulge in our own egos and our own self, you know, obsession with self, um, but we can use our passions and our creativity and our spirit, our, our inner child, our youthfulness, our, 
um, everything dynamic and everything life-giving that, uh, which is what Leo archetypes are, you know, and, and um, making sure that that, and our love, right? It's the heart chakra, right? Leo rules the heart. So it's, you know, bringing all that to the, to balance with what is best for society. Um, you know, how can I, how can I manifest this and, you know, put a container around it so it can last? You could say that too. Well, the full moon conjunct Jupiter, Jupiter being a very benefic planet, right? It's the bringer of luck and good fortune. And when you think about, uh, and it's also the military. So, you, you know, if you look, obviously, the military evacuating people, bringing them to the United States, there it is, conjunct the moon. This is definitely this full moon I knew would very much impact the United States way before everything fell and very quickly in the last few days it just like I said earlier in the month looking at that going wow we're going to have some serious military stuff going on with the United States and I was concerned that oh my goodness I just hope that everybody you know it's it's not going to be here but now we see it really the focus of this being in Afghanistan and um, and of course other places and and other things but that is um I'm just using that today as like a metaphor, like, wow, you know, first let's just look at, at Afghanistan, right? You've got this, um, just as this full moon is coming to fruition. And again, you know, you have to remember too, Aquarius is about democracy and progressive thinking and people, you know, thinking for themselves and all humanitarian effort wanting to come together for a greater, better society. So obviously you can see that in the evacuations, the humanitarian causes, the, you know, political asylum and, and whatever else that is that is going on. You can see that happening. Um, yet it can all, and it can be with the sun opposing Jupiter, it can be and the moon, you know, but if pose in Jupiter sun opposition, it might be over promising or overconfident. Like, you know, when, when President Biden was saying, oh, well, we didn't think it was going to happen that fast. So it was like this overabundance of this takeover of, um, you know, the country it just went overboard. So that's the thing about a Jupiter opposition. You can experience being, you know, over, like there's an overconfidence or over, or maybe, um, over promising something and then it not, you know, falling short. Well, uh, you know, sadly that that is what has happened here. Um, but on the on the there's always a, a positive side, and I, I definitely want to say that, you know, looking at Afghanistan's uh, chart, it's it's deep. It's very. I can see that if we fail to take this opportunity and really collectively um, elevate ourselves and individu our individuated consciousnesses, if we fail to do that, it can be very, very detrimental for Afghanistan and the whole world. We're all connected. So I just ask you know us all to just whatever faith you are, whatever path you walk, if you have no religious faith or whatever you want to call your your spiritual practice, just, you know, meditate and, and send light to, and, and the truth, you know, my teacher always used to say, pray for the highest truth. Peace will always follow truth. You know, um, she said, don't pray for truth. I mean, don't pray for peace. It sounds funny. What do you mean? Don't pray for peace. Don't pray for peace. Pray for truth. Because peace will always follow truth. And it makes sense, right? When the truth comes out, then you can have closure, then you can have healing, then you can have progress. 
So let us all pray for that truth and um, keep Afghanistan and all its peoples in our hearts. Um, I would say too, you know, you can see this mass evacuation of thousands of people here and, um, you know, and, and praying for them as well, of course, you know, here, some people may not even speak English, or, you know, they may be villagers, you know, fleeing, whatever, and helping them. So I'm thinking, you know, if, if anybody, if you're in a city where, as this is being worked out, you know, where they'll be placed in the United States, I don't know, you know, whenever they've taken in refugees from other countries, they'll, you know, put them in different places around the country. And just to, um, if you're in a city where they're accepting refugees, you know, do whatever, I would just really ask you, looking at that Charter of Afghanistan, please, if there's anything you can do to assist that, donations of food, you know, visiting. Um, if you have, I, I think the government provides housing in some or, or whatever, but fits them in, maybe if they have relatives here, but the mass, vast majority, it's probably, they don't have relatives here. So whatever we can do, I would say too, with the new, with the sun and Leo and the moon and Aquarius at that final degree, um, amp up your courage and your, um, and your passion and your, creativity and think of creative ways in which we could assist these people. Um, the, the, um, there is always a silver lining, even though right now it may be very hard to presence for, for them and for us, but I just want to keep everybody, you know, a, you know, remind everybody about that, the silver lining. And, um, and one thing I keep thinking of is, uh, you know, and sometimes, <laughs> When I lived in New York, there was a great Afghanis, Afghani restaurant in, on, I think it was on the West Side. Man, that was the best food. So as they start new lives in other countries, not just the United States, you know, relocating them everywhere, but um, may the world be blessed with the best Afghani food ever, music, culture, food, dance, painting, art, all of it, you know? Um, that's what my uh, prayer is that we all, um, can connect and grow from this. Well, one thing that I find uh, interesting is with the um, with the Afghanistan uh, situation is not just you know yes the silver lining, um, but also I think about democracy because Uranus just stationed retrograde yesterday, so Uranus is going to take about five months and go backwards. And so it'll stop and go direct again in January. Well, we've been seeing, um, and Uranus rules revolution and it rules breakthroughs, being inventive, creative, unique, uniquely individuated and um, serving humanity. Uh, the dark side of Uranus can be chaos and catastrophe and trauma. So I would say over the last few, for these months, um, and I think about the way the Taliban, you know, had such a horrendous, you know, terrifying rule with all the chaos and trauma that they inflicted on people for so long. Um, so I think about that. I'm like, well, this time around with Uranus retrograde, um, I think they're, they, they're, they'd have to realize that, look, you can't be traumatic and you can't treat people like that. And that the old ways, so they're they, they'll have to revisit their old ways of dealing with, um, with people via trauma. And this is an opportunity to pour the heart of compassion into all of these people who are afflicted, who are angry, 
for so many reasons, you know, socio-political, we won't get into all that, but we know that uh, there's a huge pain body there, which has fostered this, um, these um, extreme extremists, right, to be violent and such. So I would say um, this is an opportunity for them and Uranus going retrograde. And it's interesting because as it goes retrograde, it's in a trine, it's in a very positive Jupiterian quality, right, beneficence, the giver of good fortune, Jupiter in a trine with uh, Mars and Mercury. So that could be like, coming up with working hard and coming up with really grounded practical solutions that are humanitarian in nature. So um, I see this as, you know, again, our prayers and consciousness can shift things from, you know, the way it used to be. Now with Uranus retrograde, it's the universe is saying, okay, let's, let's revisit this, you know, and, and we know already you've seen in the, in the uh, news about, you know, the World Bank and, and the IMF and um, all the money that Afghanistan has in like billions of dollars in gold, I think, and cash and whatever in a New York vault, they're not letting them have any of that, obviously. So they're going to have to learn if they want to run a country their way, they're going to have to learn they got to play with the other kids, right? They got to they got to participate and be humanitarian. They can't get away with this anymore. So, um, and all of us individually, like, what can I do? Well, besides sending money to organizations, humanitarian relief organizations, certainly great showing up as a volunteer in your community. If you have refugees, like we said, all of that, besides all of that good stuff, uh, what can you do? Well, prayer in every moment, you know, I wake up and I'm like, oh man, you know, just pray for Afghanistan. I'm just all day long. I'm just, and they, those, every little thought like that does make a difference. So coming into this full moon, we have this outrageous opportunity to shower down that consciousness and, and, and our prayers and intentions over this situation. All right. Thank you for letting me say that. Oh, um, yeah, so Mercury and and so I would say too with um, as we move forward, you know, then if you take that into your own life, let's step away. Okay, that's collective, and so maybe we could translate all of that which is happening to say, well, where am I in the world? What am I doing in my life where my creativity and my will and my willpower and balancing that with the greater good. And, um, and also just, you know, Saturn ruling Uranus. Uh, sorry, Saturn, not making sense here. <laughs> ah, the new moon in Aquarius, right? Saturn is the, in ancient astrology, Saturn rules Aquarius. So Saturn is the ruler of this full moon. So you think about Saturn is government and society, right? So this is obviously, way, you know, a very big uh, note. And in, on, a, on a personal level, Saturn on a full moon, well, you could, uh, yeah, you could say, you know, time, all the, the quality, time and, and dharma and karma and um, boundaries, these are all uh, archetypal elements of Saturn and, and the passage of time and a legacy. So you could say a legacy of progress, a legacy of achieving great things for the greater good of humanity, right? So there's all that. And, um, and so in our own personal lives, how, where are we being brave and how can we bring our creative, all the fruits of our labor and in a full moon, right? The fruits, gathering fruit, all of our light, 
harvesting, right? That 29th degree is the final degree of Leo. The sun is at the final degree. The moon's at the final degree of Aquarius. Where does that come together and flower? Like let that light shine down. Um, that'll have a lasting power, staying power, you know? So um, yeah, I'm being, and I think too, in our, in our relationships and love and romance and connection, you know, Leo ruling the heart. So being in our heart versus being in our mind, using our mind as a servant of the heart, not the other way around. So hopefully that will give you some good, good stuff to uh, move forward with. Okay, so um, the Mars, um, Mars and Mercury trine in, yeah, like I just want to go back to that one more time that Mars, action and ambition, Mercury, planet of communication, both in Virgo, Mercury is very strong. It's in its domicile, which means it is in its home base. And um, so it's, it does very well in Virgo, Gemini and Virgo, right? Does very well in Virgo. And it's making a very positive trine aspect with Uranus so that's, uh, that can bring some really innovation, innovative practical solutions. And I'm, so I'm, I'm hopeful for that with, um, and when you think about it too, Uranus can rule technology, it can rule the internet. Um, I know I was supposed to have, you know, my friend Katerina that was on the show a few months ago. Great episode, by the way, about this. She had like direct experience of the Milky Way. Seriously, like, it was an amazing episode. You have to go back a few months and you'll find it sometime in the winter, I think, about six months ago. But anyway, I was supposed to have dinner with her tonight and she says, I'm sorry, I can't because I'm really busy on my new website. And I thought, oh, of course, Mars and Mercury conjunct in Virgo, right? Communication and driven, right? Mars is driven to get that writing done and uh, trying Uranus, right? The internet. So I'm like, okay, I'll leave her to her web pages and her new web pages and She's, uh, I, I know it's a super productive transit, so um, make the most of it. it. It pretty much peaked, I think, either yesterday or today. But um, anyway, but it is, its influence is there for the full moon. So, you know, ride that thing and keep on going. Let, let yourself be propelled by good, resourceful, uh, creative solutions and uh, innovative. I know it's cliche to say Uranus out of the box thinking, but, you know, it's just what's so. Uranus in Taurus, right, is Venus ruled. So it's about our connections with others and our talents and our resources. So maybe there's an innovative breakthrough that uh, some kind of, ooh, hear that? <laughs> See, that's like the universe saying, yes, breakthrough. <laughs> and that's Uranus, right? Electronic cell phone. Let's see. Oh, let's make Jagger. Ugh, call him back. Anyway, um, so I was saying, uh, yeah, it's um, pretty interesting that, uh, you know, we can use these, uh, this is a very powerful trine, and it's going to be a signature of the Uranus retrograde for the last six, several months. So coming together with good solutions, um, connecting our, I would say, talents too, with Uranus and Taurus is our resources. Let's review our resources and the things that mean so much to us. The our material wealth, you know, reinventing, uh, coming up with uh, new, letting go of old ideas about, you know, what's really important to us. You could say that. That's going to be really big. 
Okay, so, um, and I, I think too, with humanitarian, any kind of humanitarian work, um, uh, also in environmental work, you know, we've seen all the, with the fires out West and, and such, and this, these intense uh, weather situations, uh, certainly Uranus was stepped into that, it stopped, it's retrograded last night, Eastern Standard Time at like, what is it, 14 degrees. And um, it's been at 14 degrees for probably a good month. So uh, as you can see, these last 30 days, we've had headline after headline about the, uh, and the experience of these intense earth changes, fires, floods, et cetera, the environment. I keep thinking about the Hoover Dam, those pictures where you see the water, the bathtub ring, and it's very, very low. There it is, Uranus and Taurus, when, it, when a planet, especially when Uranus turns retrograde, all of the environmental stories come to the fore. The extreme Earth, thank you. Um, the extreme, <laughs> the universe talks right in interesting ways. The extreme um, nature of things is very, very loud when a planet slows down to make that U-turn and steps backward. And then we're gonna feel and see these things again, probably some more intense Earth changes coming uh, around that Uranus stationing direct in, I want to say it's January 18th. Yeah. So from now to January 18th, it's going to be, you know, especially around December, January, you'll feel them again, the, the importance of dealing with these things. And I would say too, with Afghanistan, the important of, importance of perhaps people having reviewed what works and what doesn't work around democracy, what works and doesn't work around um, all of these ideas and what doesn't work is chaos and catastrophe and we can create something newer and be more innovative and um, come up with different solutions you know that have never been made you know have some breakthroughs some radical insights some enlightening aha moments so this is what's available to all of us and um, when it goes direct in january it will you know, we can take what we learned and experienced and where we have been reassessing our views on things, our values and, and the people who we love and, and who mean so much to us, you know, and, and revisiting all of that. And then of course, moving forward, we, we, will, um, we can take what, we, what insights we got and put them to work. Uh, let's see, so uh, we'll just wrap this up by saying Uranus, um, you know, like I said, retrograde, this is at 14 degrees. So if you have any fixed signs around 14 degrees, I would give it a few, say 11 to 17 degrees. If you have anything in Leo, Aquarius, Taurus, or Scorpio, those are the fixed signs. Uranus is making a very impact, a big impact for you, especially over your sun, any planet, whether it's your sun, your moon, any of the planets at those degrees, you're definitely feeling it very, very strongly. So great opportunity, right? Change is good. Um, revisit and revise. You know, um, some of my friends have been talking about, they're raving about this documentary by uh, Gabor Mate. I think that's how you say it, Mate, like excellent to you. And he's a, a, a specialist on trauma and they're revisiting this whole conversation about trauma and, uh, and such in uh, really radically redefining things. And I haven't seen the documentary, but I'm really interested in it. So I'm gonna give you this little piece that they did share with me. So you can take this with you and hopefully you know, look up his documentary and you can find it, I'm sure, G-A-B-O-R, Gabor, Gabor Mate, M-A-T-E. 
uh, look that up because look, there's not one person on the planet that hasn't just being here on the planet can be very dramatic. And so um, this is a very deep conversation. It's very timely now. But one of the things that, that he talked about was about um, they're redefining uh, where people have been abused or abusive situations. And they're talking about instead of saying, you know, I was abused or this person, like this, this consciousness, to reimagine it and re rewiring and, and naming it a new story. And it's about innocence. Like I'm innocent. Now I don't, I don't think he means I'm innocent. Like I don't take responsibility or, you know, it's not like shame, burden, responsibility. It's not like any of that. And it's not like getting off the hook. It's just saying that person or that the abuser, let's say, for example, is innocent that it's not absolving him of responsibility, but it's going deep to the heart of who this person, I say he, but anybody, right? Um, deep to the heart of what that person is and how, um, I would just say their essential goodness. That's what it sounds like to me. I'm, I'm gonna definitely check out this, this video. It sounds very important, especially for this time with Uranus retrograde, to look at these deep, deep issues about trauma and abandonment, right? Because that's a Uranian, thing trauma abandonment chaos right separation um so it's available to all of us and um to to and i thought about it you know rat wow to saying as somebody who you might think oh this person abused me in my life you know my father abused me my mother abused me whatever this person abused me what if you looked at that person and thought okay they're innocent so you're reconnecting with the that person as they are, as as my teacher, my astrology teacher would say, a spirit soul that made bad choices, right? Obviously, but it's like saying it's connecting with that person, who they are as a person, not as their their bad choices, right? So it's it's making that separation. And I think about Eckhart Tolle, the way he separates. Um, you know, he is like, there's the ego and there's the person who they are is the potential of all what they are capable of versus the choices they, they have made or not made and things that they've done or not done. It's making that distinction. And that's really altering consciousness very powerfully. So this Uranus retrograde will be really powerful in that manner of revisiting uh, these and thinking differently around trauma and chaos and abandonment. This is definitely a, a rich time for all of us. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I think too, with it, when, when planets, when a planet goes retrograde, whatever planet is, in this case, Uranus, um, we have Jupiter, Saturn, and Uranus. Um, and I, did Neptune go retrograde too? Yeah, I think so. Anyway, we've got all these, all the outer planets now are in retrograde. So it's revisiting. It's a change of direction. It can often indicate reversals. So obviously the loss of democracy in, uh, right now for the moment in Afghanistan, you can see how that there's that loss, right? Um, but it's revising of what, it, what is it gonna take to have a democracy? Um, what's it going to take to to create a, a society that does not rely on violence and chaos and uh, trauma? What would that be like for, for them, for all of us? What it would be like to rewrite the book and heal that in a, in a way that has never been 
embraced before. Just that's definitely a game worth um, playing and to inhabit and to consider, you know, to contemplate these, these things. This is the time when the universe is supporting us looking at those things. So this is change of direction. There's a, there's a, a difference in momentum. There's a reversal. Um, things that are given are taken away. So on the, on the dark side, the things that were given that this democracy that had been trying to exist in Afghanistan, for example, was taken away. But now it can be, okay, what was... Um, the old ways um, can be revisited too. The old bad ways, you know, on the lights, on the bright side of things, it's like saying we're not going to do it the way we used to do it. Um, we can run our society, and we don't have to be like that. I think I've said it enough times. <laughs> I don't want to keep repeating myself, but anyway, it's um, it's about revisiting and integrating new ideas. Swings of fortune, twists of fate, you know, on a personal level, you could see uh, Uranus retrograde in Taurus, maybe things if, if say money or personal finances or personal resources were taken away, they could come back, or vice versa, or they could be readjusted, um, revisited, any kind of re, right, revisiting, revising, reassessing, renegotiating. Nothing is forever, and uh, Uranus will always remind us of that, right? Can be like the picnic tablecloth thrown up in the air with all the silverware flying, you know. But Uranus, remember, is the great liberator. So whatever it takes away, um, it's saying, look, I I've got something better for you. You just have to go through a, you can go through a bumpy period, um, but it's eventually things always work out better. It's just that it's, it can be very difficult stepping into the unknown, um, looking at things in uh, letting go of, of stuck, remember in the fixed sign, it's like letting go of our stuck beliefs around money, about relationships, about our personal possessions, about the things that matter to us. We're revising and re-reviewing and re evaluating. So it's a long transit, right? But it makes, um, it, it makes a big, punch. <laughs> I don't really look at a Pluto retrograde because Pluto's retrograde for like half the dang year, but Uranus, because Uranus in the sign of Taurus and the, the environmental crisis that we find ourselves in, Uranus is speaking to that. Uranus and Taurus, Earth sign, right? Earth changes and, and a very serious review of how we have abused, talk about trauma, the, all the Earth trauma, right? That over farming and, and agriculture and such we are really coming to uh, terms with. So um, yeah, it's, it's certainly a very important when watching Uranus and the retrogrades um, where things change and our financial system too. And then, you know, and then in six months, we're gonna start, we'll have our first eclipse on the Taurus Scorpio axis. It'll be a lunar eclipse in the end of November, I believe it's November 30th, and that'll be in Taurus. Well, Uranus is not at that point, but over the next year and a half, starting next year, November, December, and then into next year, we'll have our full, we'll fully be in Taurus and Scorpio axis. And so, yes, we will be dealing with Uranus, you know, and with the eclipse cycles. So yeah, at least we're, we're getting ready for that now. Okay, lastly, just to say, um, our um, Uranus through the houses. So where does this retrograde with Uranus, where does this take place for you? This is the area of your life where you're really undergoing 
this revision about, about progress and change and enlightenment, where this is going to show up. And don't forget, at the end of the year, we have one final square. As Uranus is retrograding, it's going to kind of square off one more time with, with Saturn. So letting go of things that are um, letting go of rigidity and uh, structures in our life that do not support us, whether it's relationships, whether it's money, uh, things of that nature. Uh, what's it going to take to have lasting progress? If you wanted to just bottom line it. So where that conversation is happening in your chart, let's take a look. Where's that going to show up? If you are Aries rising, uh, Uranus is going to, is retrograded or has retrograded in your second house of money and personal finances. So that will be an area of, um, of, uh, of review. Yeah, looking at that. So uh, Taurus rising, this is going to be in your first house, which is your personality, yourself, your physical body, um, your, um, your whole um, character, you know, how you show up to others. Uh, Gemini rising, that will be, this will be a five month process through your 12th house, which is a house of it's Saturn's joy. It's where we have blind spots, where we've been unconscious, where we, we don't know, and we don't know that we don't know. So that's, that could be very interesting, a very enlightening aha moments around areas of your life that have been, maybe there's a trauma that was buried and that you didn't realize was there that would come to life, come to light. Or where, where you might have been uh, sabotaging yourself um, or where you have um, maybe taken yourself, uh, derail yourself, you know, when they say you were your own worst enemy or like off course, taking where you take yourself off course, you might have some enlightening moments that show you the way. Uh, cancer rising. If you have cancer rising, the Uranus retrograde is happening in your 11th house of friends. Friends, hopes, wishes, dreams, groups, group consciousness, tribe, those are all 11th and one's peers and colleagues. So again, enlightening um, experiences and reviewing that, maybe reviewing, do these friends, uh, do these friends uh, reflect my values? The friends that I'm hanging out with, do they reflect my values? That could be one conversation that you would have. Uh, if you're Cancer rising, if you're Leo rising, this is going to happen in your 10th house. And that would be very much your public reputation, your career, um, perhaps one's, um, it could be a, an authoritarian figure or boss, something like that, of that nature, where you may have some enlightening moments regarding those areas of your life. Uh, let's see, we've got a Virgo rising. Um, that'll be in your ninth house. In ancient astrology, they called the ninth house, the house of God. And so goddess is the third house, by the way. Um, so that could have to do with religion, long distance travel, spirituality, um, philosophy, esoteric wisdom, spiritual wisdom, uh, things of that nature. And then in um, for Libra Risings, this is taking place in your eighth house, which is a house of other people's resources. It's also death. You know, it could be physical death. It could be, and in most cases, it's not, you know, we're still here. Um, and it, yet it's some part of us that dies or some part of us that needs to die in order to have a better version of us come forth, uh, a letting go process. And it's also like the, the bonds that 
the, the things that tie us to others where we owe somebody something or somebody owes us something. So uh, debts, it could be an actual debt, you know, financial debt, or it could just be a, a soul debt, a karmic agreement kind of thing. One owes you or you owe them. So that's eighth house. Um, Scorpio rising, this is this Uranus transit is going to be happening in your seventh house of marriage, partnership, collaborations with one-to-one -one with others. Uh, sad rising, this is going to happen in your sixth house, which is a house that in ancient astrology is the joy of Mars. So there may be some struggle to realize enlightenment. There may be some, something that you'd have to endure or wrestle with, you know, um, in order to create, to find that, um, that kind of uh, a state of enlightenment. It might require some effort or struggle or to be ambitious about it and um, driven to, um, to find the truth. Uh, let's see, uh, Capricorn rising, this is going to be in your fifth house, which is the house of joy, pleasure, creativity, romance, love affairs, children, fertility, pregnancy. So I don't know, maybe it's like, oh my goodness, I got pregnant. <laughs> or if you're a guy, maybe you don't get pregnant, but you can birth a new idea or create something about revisiting your, um, the, your relationship that you have with your creative self. Uh, let's see, um, the fourth house, this is going to be um, Capricorn rising. Okay, so Aquarius, Aquarius rising, this will be in your fourth house of home, roots, family, family genealogy, um, typically involving that um, matters of end of life matters the end of life matters. Why do we say that? Because it's the bottom of the chart where it's like the full gestation. You know, if you think about the circle of light that comes around and, and this is the nadir of the chart, the very bottom of it, where things then start to emerge. So our very roots as family, those are, that's a home roots family, very, very important area for enlightenment and realizations. If you're Pisces rising, third house, this will be in your third house of mind, the environment, um, communications, commerce, business, siblings, neighbors, all of those things. Uh, I would say too, like the internet or um, just communication in general, in your mind, your ideas, your ideas and, and uh, mental rational processes. You could probably get an upgrade, like a new way, a new way of thinking, you could say. A new way of thinking about your cousins or your siblings, um, a new ways of reaching out to your neighbors, you know, so it can be any of any of those things or possible potential areas. And um, yeah, so that's it. That's all for now. And I hope you enjoyed that. And um, if you need any help with anything with charts, chart reading sessions, always very, very delighted to assist. So you can just holler at me in my email address down below, Irliana at starsoundastrology.com. And we will be back again very soon with the next edition. So until then, uh, like I said, keep praying. Send every day uh, praying for um, our own uh, ignorant, the veil of ignorance to be lifted about anything in our lives and to show up new in every moment. I think that's probably one of the greatest things that we can do for each other and for ourselves. And of course that rippling out and affecting and assisting all of humanity. So that is my um, prayer that we all embody that and 
however we can do that with joy and and all. Oh, one more thing I just had to say, I thought it was really his a, a, a pause, ending on a positive note. Did you see in the news they had that, uh, they don't know how it got there. This is so like Mercury um, opposition with Neptune. <laughs> it's like, okay. There's this in in Bang, I think it's Bangor, Maine, in, in the, the harbor there. This giant yellow rubber ducky inflatable it showed up on the water and it's like bobbing around in the water. And on big letters, it says joy on, like, on, on its chest. And it's just nobody knows it's so Mercury, right? Mercury's the trickster and it's Pisces, it's in the water. And it's Mercury is the fun loving, right? This is a giant rubber ducky. Well, if there was a week where we really needed to see a giant rubber ducky with joy, I think it would definitely be this week. And I would just ask that if Congress, which recently passed a like gazillion trillion dollar infrastructure bill, could we find some money in that budget to like give a rubber ducky to every town in America and put it in their city center with joy on it? I, what, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> I just think that would, can we just, take a few things off that big trillion dollar budget and just budget the rubber ducky. That would be my hope <laughs> for, for, um, for this particular uh, lunation and beyond. So anyway, that's all for now. Thank you so much for listening. May you be blessed and uplifted with, um, with every good thing. This is Irliana Samsara, Star Sound Speaks, starsoundastrology.com. Thank you all for listening. Have a great day. Namaste.